Hi, Miss McGinnis. Yo, what up, Miss McGinnis? We hope you're having a good time in the grocery store or wherever you are right now. In the car, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe working out. So, we're going to start off with Atonement, Chapter 10. Uh, I'm Brandon. Carly. Lauren. And so, to start it off, um, the, the chapter is pretty much starting off where it left off in Chapter 9 when Brian walked in on, um, on the couple and she doesn't really know how she feels after like reading the letter and all that. And as she's doing that, she's in her room, right? And then, um, and then Lola walks in. And Lola walks in the room and just kind of sits on the bed. And then Bryony like sees the um, the cuts and the and the bruises and all that. Like, like she's just really roughed up. And Bryony, so like as Lola like becomes more emotional, he starts to cry and he starts to like you know get, get it worked out. Bryony starts to feel she feels sympathy for her, and then she also sees it as like Lola's moment of weakness. Yeah, I feel like she like she like explains it in a way they have a connection, but like I feel like she just likes having power over her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like more than a relationship. Yeah, like Bryony really, she feels a sense of power over it. Yeah, like, like, she, like she's, she's more happy power. over having power than the relationship. Yeah. yeah. So the question is, um, the first one is, um, is this power for as young as she is justified in a way? Like from, I mean, obviously to herself it is, but from an outside perspective, do you think it would be justified? I mean, I would say from a sense it is because, like, the connection they have is, you Because, know, like, like, they don't seem like they're close cousins either. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like just because of the circumstances of why she's there, like, it's not like they're there for a holiday. It's because mm -hmm. their parents are Yeah, so they're probably yeah, not, like, not the best. Like, shape in general. Because, mm -hmm. like, if it was, like, her sister, you know, or, like, it yeah, was that would be like, that would be different. But, like, since this is kind of, like, almost a loose cousin, to an extent, I feel like, I don't know if it would be. Yeah. And Bryony is just a weird character. And I feel like Bryony just feels like intimidated just because she's older too. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Especially like with the play thing, like in the beginning where she's oh, like, oh, yeah. so I'm assuming you with the play, like you're going to be here about. Mm -hmm. So like, look, not look. Bryony is probably like, uh... Yeah. Mm. So the next question is um, kind of like looking to the future of the book. Is, uh, could this come, like... This sense of power it could obviously come back at any time. Do you think it could come back again in like a negative connotation? Because she uses her power for like a good thing. You know, she comforts her and she makes her feel happy. Yeah. But like, could this be used to like you know, the opposite? Like, oh, you threaten, definitely. Threaten somebody. Or, I, I feel like she'll do anything to have the power of like attention and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it could be any situation. Yeah. Yeah. Especially later on in the chapters, like when she does find Lola and all of that happens. Oh, yeah. Hello again, and we're back. <laughs> so chapter 11 starts off with everyone in the dining room and no one really wants to be there. And I connected this to a how to read literature like a professor, because communion, but it's more of a negative vibe than like a gathering. Yeah. So when I was reading the outline for the how to read literature like a professor, it said it's going to lead to negative connotations with each other. So that kind of foreshadowed, and I was like, wow, okay. 
and no one's really talking, and the twins are whispering to each other, and Paul Marshall breaks the silence, asks Robbie about their day tomorrow, and Robbie notices a scratch on Paul, Paul, Paul Marshall's face, and he defends the issue, saying that he helped Zalola when the twins were fighting, and I feel like this was just very looked over, and not really... Oh, definitely. Yeah. Especially with how creepy it was in the past. Because... If such an event happened, I feel like it would have been in the story earlier. Yeah, and like the twins show no nothing of violence. Uh huh. Yeah. Lola, like she like was the one who like grabbed their ear and said. Yeah, like mm -hmm. like Lola can be a little she, rough with them, but they never yeah. like fight Yeah, because like that's her older yeah. sister, and she when Lola came in to Brian's room and, and who the heck 10, scratches? Yeah, like <laughs> I don't know. She probably did because he probably like pinned her down. Or yeah, something, exactly. Like because the mom was like like the boys would scratch the punchy or something. Mm -hmm. No, because. What's her name? Emily? She was like talking to Lola about how her bruises were like so big and like how could two like little kids do that to her. So and, like I feel like she wouldn't be so emotional over her brothers doing this. Mm -hmm. Like she'd be more mad, like get him in trouble. Mm -hmm. And then when Lola came in to talk to Bryony in chapter 10, she was about to tell Bryony something and they got interrupted saying that they had to go to dinner so they just went. Yeah. So I was like, oh, she's about to spill some tea. And, I, and like, I, I also feel like with Paul's like very just dull, high class manner, like that's why no one really is suspicious of him because like whenever he talks, no one really cares, no one really wants to mm -hmm. So when he's like, when, when he comes up like this, no one really wants to put any effort in just because it's him. Like if yeah. it was someone else, like maybe it feels like Robbie, I feel like people would be more... Um, like interested, like interested in it, but like since it's Paul, I just think it's it's, it's weird how they just overlook him. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they really do. And I'm like, nobody questions. He's that. a creep. And now that we saw him in like the movie trailer, like that's all I see in my head, and I'm yes. like, ew. Mm -hmm. well, yeah. So the mom gets suspicious, and like it says in the book, like she pulled Lola closer to her because. Paul Marshall was like, Lola, if you want to cry, it's okay. Like, why would you say that? It makes no sense. So my question dealt with the scratch on Paul Marshall's face and how it was so overlooked. And if the rape happened and no one really knows who it was, wouldn't Lola have an idea if Paul Marshall attacked her? And if so, why wouldn't she say anything? Well, yeah, what I'm thinking is that, like, it makes sense that she wouldn't know for this, like, the when uh, Barney finds her, but I'm like, wasn't there a previous time, like, that she didn't know? Because that's what, because I don't think the twins did it. <laughs> like, I had such a hard time believing that the twins yeah, the did twins it. Really mm -hmm. And, like, well, because the thing is, there's a lot of, like, even like in like modern times, like a lot of like, you know rape victims, they don't really like to come out and say oh, yeah. like, a lot of things. That's why a lot of people because live they get threatened and, and stuff. And since like this is someone that lives in the house that they're living in, that makes this case way worse and way more likely that they're living in. Mm -hmm. And then another question of mine. So the twins ended up running away which I thought was weird because they talked about in the book, early in the book, Lola and the twins were talking about how they have to be so respectful that they're in the house and they have to follow rules and whatever. So why would the twins like just take off? Maybe like, they know something's up with like... Yeah, do you think they saw it? Like what if they were like trying to get help or like get out of that situation? Yeah, like, like they made a big emphasis on like you need to be respectful to like the house. And I'm sure being under the stress of being pinned down, mm -hmm. scratching up your sister isn't helping her. Yeah, so that was my question.
this chapter. Hello again. Welcome I'm going to be talking about chapter 12. And the chapter starts out with Emily, of course, being the one who stays home when everybody's out, mm -hmm. just because that's typical Emily. Mm -hmm. She um, is confused if she should either call the police or what she should do. And the whole situation of this reminds her of how much Lola is like her sister. And based off that, it seems like there's a weird relationship there. Like she has a almost resentment towards a sister. It just seems. Mm -hmm off a little bit and I think it's funny because Emily like all the bad stuff is happening like the twins are gone and she's relating everything to herself like she doesn't want to call the police because she doesn't want to talk to the constable or his wife like why would that matter if your nephews are missing and, like she really cares about what people think and stuff and so she just ends up talking to her husband on the phone and the thing a big thing that shocked me is that that she revealed that she thinks that well, she claims to know that her husband's cheating on her. So, like, I was thinking, like, um, does, like, the phone, like, is, like, the, the last hope of, like, their relationship? Because, like, there has to be more that she's not listening to or seeing. Because, like, all she can do is hear what he wants her to. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, I feel like the phone is, like, just, like, the last thing they have. Mm-hmm. And then I was also wondering if she, does she like the distance of a relationship, or on the flip side, could it be causing her migraines of like her wanting someone to care for her? I feel like it's kind of like a like a weird like double-sided thing, and that like, she might tell herself that she doesn't want it and say to others, but like subconsciously, I feel like it kind of makes things better. Like it even like like as weird as it sounds, it might even like add drama. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's just avoiding like the issues because she doesn't like having problems like she'd just rather have problems just like happen rather than confronting and having relationships being broken because yeah, exactly. yeah. it would make her life easier because she still has the house and the kids mm -hmm. yeah I put like the migraine thing like as her like social sickness like how the zombies were compared to Pride and Prejudice like, and stuff like I that. I wonder, like, what would happen if Jack was at home? Like, would she still have those migraines? Like, no, I don't think so. Because then, like, she would have somebody sleeping to next night. But then I feel like if it, if he was home, then I feel like was, she would find something else to have a problem about. Oh, yeah, that's you know? true. Because she really just seems like one of those people it. that, like, needs problems. Because mm -hmm. there, there are people like that who just need problems in their life. Yeah. You know, like, I see like girls like that, like girls always like there's so much drama. I'm like, but like you, you put it on yourself. Yeah, yeah. she's exactly like, like I always see like people are like saying like I hate drama and like don't like assume things. I'm like, but you put yourself in those situations. Like, like it's so easy to avoid it. All right, so that was chapter 12. Thank you for listening. Bye. Yo, yo, yo. We're back. Welcome to our ASMR. <laughs> Just, Just kidding. <laughs> so chapter 13 starts off with Bryony in her own little head. And she's pondering on thoughts of Robbie and how he doesn't like her and how she wants to protect Cecilia, even if she doesn't want to be protected. 
And then she goes into the thoughts of saying how she's feeling like an adult because she's disliked by an adult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, who in the, who at I age 13 like, thinks of that? I feel like she's <laughs> trying to say since, like, she's important enough to be disliked. You know what I mean? Yeah, by an adult. Like, I don't understand her big Like, her just obsession. thought of... Mm-hmm. I mean, this is shown in like a lot of stories, even like real life, like kids just wanting to be an adult, wanting mm-hmm. to grow up, you know, good, big kids, but kids, this is, this save is a yourself. Very, this is very like extreme case. Yeah. Like, since yeah. Bryony, since this whole family is a little like kind of nutty, she's, you know, she kind of gets, you know, she's kind of like that too. And I just think with all that, it just makes it way worse. Mm-hmm. I feel like she's going to grow up to be like her mom, which is funny. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because oh, yeah. Emily is always like, oh, you're just like your mother. No, because when, when you said in last in the last chapter, when Emily kind of made it all about herself with the problems, <laughs> that's exactly what Brian does, too. Mm-hmm. She does this, like, there's examples of her doing the same thing. Yeah, so it's ironic mm-hmm. because Emily does the same thing to her sister about Lola. Yeah. So that's some tea. And then Bryony is walking back home and she sees her mom in the window and she's just thinking about what life would be like without her mom like when she dies so I don't know why that was significant because like, it's like the mom doesn't really spend that much time with Bryony but she is protective that's over her that's such a weird thought too mm-hmm. she's like what? But then, maybe it could be like foreshadowing something too. yeah oh <laughs> I'm like connecting this weekend as I watch the movie. I'm sorry. No, but I'm like connecting stuff. Like, and it makes so much sense. And I'm just like, mm. is that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it just makes so much sense when you read it because like you already know what's happening. But it's like when you put the words to the picture, you're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. It was wild. So, uh, Bryony decided to not go in the house because she realized that Robbie was also looking for the twins, who she thinks is a maniac. So, she decided to stay outside, and uh, while she's looking, she, like, hears a shout. Wait, is that chapter 13? Yeah. She hears a shout and, like, a flash of light. Aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. <laughs> no. Hold on. Well, if I remember correctly, is this when she finds Lola in the bush? Mm-hmm. But, like, it kind of went, like, back and forth, I think. She, wait. She heard her and she thought it was a duck. Because I remember reading, like, she saw the bush move and she thought it, like, split into two, including like, the twins, but it was like, Lola hiding around the skin. Mm-hmm. It was really sad. Yeah, so she thought it was two dark bushes, but one ran and one stood up. Mm-hmm. And... Bryony rushes to Lola, asks her who it was, even though she already had a feeling who it already was because she already has in her mind that Robbie's that maniac because of the letter. So don't jump to conclusions, Bryony. Don't do it. And she did anyway. And then Lola keeps repeatedly asking, like, are you sure you saw him? Are you sure you saw him? So it's kind of like giving me the vibe that Lola doesn't really believe Bryony. Yeah. But Bryony's, like, so positive, like, Oh my gosh, I saw him, I saw him. So, like, Lola's kind of... And she's just convincing herself, I think, at this point. Because, I mean, yeah, it could be right. right? Mm-hmm. But you don't know that for sure. Yeah. And, like, I, since she already has the hatred for him, because what he did to, um... Mm-hmm. I mean, what she perceives that what he did to, um, Cecilia, mm-hmm. and that's why 
much he's just like locked in like this is the bad guy I gotta get him yeah you know and it's funny because like it's not like he was attacking her <laughs> no that's how embarrassing to look back on this and be like oh if I yeah as she gets older know. she's probably gonna be like I'm an idiot Uh-oh. I um it's just crazy because even she Brian was like she was 18 inches apart from Lola she said she couldn't even make out her face mm-hmm. and she was a lot farther than that because she thought they still were bushes. assumes it was Robbie yeah like it makes it really clear that she couldn't even make out Lola's like facial features mm-hmm. like how would she know it's Robbie yeah like, it's, no yeah and then the book kind of like speeds up to Bryony talking to the police and the police are like are you sure it was him and then Bryony's like yeah I saw him no you didn't you did not see him so that happens hi we're back and yep I'll be going over the chapter 14 it all begins with like chaos in the house like everybody finds out what's going on and then the doctors are called the police are called the doctor sedates Lola which is kind of weird and extreme to me but probably to calm her down yeah and then um the police are questioning everybody and Bryony keeps saying it's Robbie mm-hmm. and then she after time goes by and nothing really happens, they're just waiting for people to show up back at the house. Yeah. Um, she takes the letter and shows the police, which is the word just being nosy again and just gives the wrong message to her. And even Emily reads it and then gets mad at Cecilia because now she believes it was Robbie and that she should have came forward. Mm-hmm. And she blames Cecilia too. She was like, if you would have given this to me, we could have totally prevented this from happening. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's giving her story all twisted up, and mm-hmm. kind of, because like, I think it goes in the creative, like the writer she is, like she kind of wants to make a story. Yeah, out of it, it's you know like she's not. like creating stories in real life, which can't happen. Yeah, like it's just kind of skewing it. I mean, as a kid, I can kind of see that, and like how she is, like it's kind of, kind of twisted, but at the same time, like maybe she, I don't know if she really realizes the effect she has on oh, people. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what I was wondering if is Bryony abusing her power of being the only witness for somebody is finally listening and paying attention to her because she's always alone doing nothing and figuring things out but this is the first time somebody she has like center stage yeah Yeah. I I feel like like she is like she's using that like she's doing everything she can to get the word out but I don't think anyone's anyone's like that naive to like believe everything she's saying Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's kind of stupid that they only asked like her like they focused on that yeah Yeah, but like they could have asked like oh like what kind of and she, like before she was even that. saying that she liked the attention yeah and like, like she was like so i wanted well. him to like <laughs> hug me and i'm like that's just weird like this just shows that they need like a mother figure mm-hmm. and um then robbie gets arrested so you think is her blaming robbie an effort to become closer with her sister to like help her or does she truly, truly believe Robbie did it? I think she truly believe Robbie did it. Mm-hmm. Because of the letter. Yeah. But because she didn't understand the letter. Yeah. So I feel like both of them really dances go hand in hand. But I think the one of her convincing herself that Robbie did it is higher. And like her trying to get closer with her sister. Because she's just trying to protect her. You know what I mean? It like, it, it amazes me how like seeing things from the outside, it could be solved so easily. 
but then like in our own lives, like I wonder how like people even from the outside could help us, you know? So like I feel like God's like, oh my gosh. So end of the story, Robbie gets arrested, the mom is heated, and that was that. Yep, thank you.